viewers welcome to the episode 18th of our podcast the SOS show today we have with us the mother and the daughter duo mother ratna chibber and daughter tanya dad from chennai ratna has been living with her brother who suffers from schizophrenia she stood by him during tough times and that affected her family life tanya has seen her mother go through the ups and downs of fighting for her brother sushil today we're going to talk about atmanirbhar the ngo that they have formed so as to make people with mental illness self dependent and employed welcome ratna and tanya thank you for taking our time it's a pleasure thank you for having yeah. us here yeah I want to start with Ratna. Uh, okay. Th- this conversation, Ratna, your brother Sushil. Yes. He had schizophrenia. Right. At what point did you and your family come to know about it? Well, it took ten to twelve years for us to realize right. that there is something terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Ten to twelve also, years. Ten to twelve years, in spite of whatever was happening around. Mm-hmm. We, we, we. Not me, of course. I was married and out of the house. But my yes. parents, you know, they just took him around to faith healers and all kinds of people, but never thought of going to a psychiatrist because of the environment there and the surroundings. You know, they lived in Allahabad, which is very, very backward. You know, mm-hmm. UP. Yes. You know how it is. Yes. So they had no idea about what's going. on and then i think someone you know one of a uh, uh, distant cousin he just told my mom once that mm-hmm. why don't you show him to a doctor mm-hmm. and mom you know she took it very badly she said what do you mean is he is he mad don't say all those things and all that then she took him to a faith healer and that worsened the situation actually he got scared oh my god and then yeah then yeah. it's it's only when i brought him here to chennai Mm-hmm. then i and that also not because of treatment that i wanted to give him treat him or something i mm-hmm. brought him here to give respite to my parents because they were not they were too harassed by him not yes. harassed that by mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. but by people by neighbors asking all kinds of questions for which they had no answer mm-hmm. that why is he all the time sitting at home why after studies he is not going for work and mm-hmm. you know these kind of questions they were not able to handle so yes. they were very distressed so you know so i brought him along with me to chennai mm-hmm. and here you know uh, see here also you know i used to lock him up inside because uh, uh, you know i i used, i used to feel embarrassed in, in front of my relatives uh, mm-hmm. my friends and all that who used mm-hmm. to, who used to visit us and you were married that time i was very much married and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, the reason was you know he was uh, he was responding to internal stimuli like mm-hmm. he used to talk to himself a lot yes. yes so that would become very embarrassing if somebody comes and sits quietly you know nobody bothers you know and i've seen so many uh, service users you know who are fine actually to look at mm-hmm. nobody believes that they are sick or there is anything wrong with them mm-hmm. but my brother was not like that he was you know even if he's sitting among people he was in his own world mm-hmm. and how did your your husband react to it and was tanya and was tanya there at the, around that time no tanya was there very much she was not, she was not very old that time she was mm-hmm. must be uh, 10 11 years old 11 mm-hmm. years old mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. but she used to see me you know sympathizing yes. with my brother so she used my kids were very nice to him actually yes. it was my brother and his family they were very hostile Mm-hmm. and they hated the idea of my you know being so fussy about him and taking care of him mm-hmm. they didn't like that very much they felt that this is not my duty 
and mm-hmm. they said in so many words that's mm-hmm. not none of your business tell you know another brother of i have another brother who lives in bombay mm-hmm. so this is his duty not your duty mm-hmm. your duty is to your family your husband's family you know that's how they all the time told me anyway, so how did how did you manage you know being married having kids you know and then oh, having hello i had a terrible time i had i was under tremendous stress i can cannot explain to you the, yes. what i went through and when i look back I, i i i cannot imagine that how i went through all those things and whether i'll be able to do it again once again absolutely <laughs> I cannot imagine i can't imagine absolutely. so what happened you know that time one of our family friends you know who visited mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and he saw my brother mm-hmm. so and he told me look uh, don't mind it ratna but i think he needs help Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i said i also feel he needs help mm-hmm. so he said i know one psychiatrist mm-hmm. you come along with me i we will take him there mm-hmm. so uh, my husband knew it but he didn't like the idea but anyhow i went along with him and mm-hmm. met doctor uh, you know psychiatrist mm-hmm. and and that changed my life because she said there is something wrong with him because till then we did not know why is he doing all this we had Absolutely. no idea about mental yeah. illness what is mental illness yeah. i am talking about 20 30 years back imagine yes. even today you know we don't know today, what is no, mental illness much, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, people know but not to that extent you know even when they live with the family sometimes they don't realize there is anything wrong with them you know absolutely so she she gave me lot of uh, uh, she said no na don't worry about it i was in tears actually mm-hmm. she said don't worry mm-hmm. uh, he suffers from schizophrenia mm-hmm. and uh, there is a there are medicines for that mm-hmm. she didn't tell me he'll be perfectly all right and all that but she said yes. don't worry there is there are medicines for this that mm-hmm. really gave me lot of uh, comfort she comforted me a lot mm-hmm. and uh, that of course changed my life as as i told you before also because i felt very i felt uh, relieved you know it's like yes. coming to terms with the with with the sickness that yes this, there is a sickness and now you can there is hope also you know mm. that you can mm. give medicine maybe he'll turn it will be good for him yes and so, then mm. yeah so so 20 30 years back ratna mm. when you came to know mm. about this word schizophrenia schizophrenia mm. even today is not understood by lot of people right. in major right. metro cities educated people my friends don't True. understand what is schizophrenia That's 30 right. years back we are talking about <laughs> you know discovering this word schizophrenia how was, did it turn your life around did you oh understand what it was no i did not know see it's mm. schizophrenia according to me was a movie i had seen you know raat aur din in which the protagonist mm. she you know is a very uh, docile woman mm. she is a housewife homemaker mm. she is very nice throughout the day but mm. in the night she changes into something different mm. she becomes uh, like she goes to the parties and clubs and all the night clubs and she dances along with men Mm. that's the, that this two personalities they they were trying to so mm, according sure. to me in my mind that was schizophrenia but that's oh not at all God. true that's actually. not at all true yes it's totally wrong so yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. So, but she explained to me. I started reading then, you know, about the books and all that. What mm. is schizophrenia? Like hearing voices and all that. There are mm. voices they hear, mm. and that the 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 medicines are given to arrest those voices. You know. Yes. So yes. that explained uh, to me my brother's uh, talking to himself because he was talking to the voices. Mm-hmm. He used mm. to hear voices and he used to talk to them. Oh my, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what, he used yeah. to talk to them. He used to laugh with them. He was mm-hmm. very comfortable with them. Yes. And, yeah. And we around, you know, people around all of us used to get irritated, you know, because mm-hmm. we used to feel embarrassed. Yes. And, and now, and absolutely. And now 30 years later, before I come to that, uh, I just want to come to Tanya on yeah. the question yeah. that Tanya, you have seen your mother, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, stand by her brother and yeah. also her married life. Also, you know, raising the kids. How did it affect your life and perspective towards it? Well, for me, it was a situation where, you know, like uh, I was with my mother throughout. So I was literally her shadow Mm -hmm. and whatever she did. I mean, it it sort of gave me a lot of courage as well. I was I was for me, he was just my uncle. And uh, I have very fond memories of him. He used to come and pick us up from school and me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And he used to tell us stories. And so Mm -hmm. I've had very good times with him. And then there was, on the other hand, a lot of distress happening at home because Mm -hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I never could understand what it meant. It was only later I understood that, you know, this is mental illness and uh, those sort of things. Yes. So, yes, yeah, it, it sort of made me feel very empathetic also to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. At a very young age, I was able to understand what mental illness is and what it does to families. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I interview here? Yes, please. Yes, please. Go now, ahead. She- that time itself she started telling me you cannot live in this house mm. because we used to have uh, terrible fights at home you know me and mm-hmm. my husband yes. so it, it, as a child also you know she must be the, by that time she, she must be 13 years old or 14 years uh, she mm. started telling me you don't live here mm. let's go ma let's go she, she mm. keeps telling me and mm. that, that gave me a lot of strength to tell him off actually because mm. my, I was told my husband mm. said told me one day mm-hmm. that uh, you have to decide uh, your life because this will not this cannot go on like this he said mm-hmm. that either you be with him or mm. be with your family yes so i immediately said i was very sure i said i would rather be with him mm-hmm. than be with my family mm-hmm. uh, something like that i said in a fit of anger mm. yes and so I decided by that time I was I was thinking of you know having something of my own because I was financially very dependent you know yes yes so I felt that if I have to take care of my brother I have to be financially independent mm-hmm. and so I, I started a small like a cottage industry small industry I started mm-hmm. and put my brother uh, you know to work there mm-hmm. he started working there okay. and in, in okay. the meantime I also took him to scarf because I was not able to keep him at home. Yes. It was yes. terrible keeping him at home because the whole family, you know, like my husband's their full focus was on him. What is mm. he doing? What am I doing? What mm. whether whether I'm giving him this, that, you know. Mm, absolutely. So it's very cheap actually, but it was it, it became an obsession with him also. Mm-hmm. He became obsessed that why I'm keeping my brother here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, so you took your brother to scarf. Would you like to elaborate on that word? Was yeah. that a foundation, an NGO? What was that? 
it is an ngo in in okay. ananagar okay. and there you know it i met so many families mm-hmm. i met so many families and how, how do you pronounce how do you pronounce that word can you pronounce that Uh, it's scarf? schizophrenia research foundation schizophrenia care and research completely because i met so many families over there like me mm. i could interact with them i could speak to them about my problems mm-hmm. and listen to them mm-hmm. actually it start, i started healing with whatever mm. problem uh, you know the problems i had it, it just started uh, reducing mm. diluting getting diluted and Absolutely. i met so many families you know yeah and i realized that their problems are far far more than mine mm-hmm. at least i have money to buy medicines for them. yes yes there was some who were in terrible Absolutely. state yes you and need that to buy is medication how, yeah. yeah and so the dr menon you know she started telling she used to see all of us together you know so she said mm-hmm. once you know that all of you must have a, you know in the treatment of mental illness mm-hmm. she said families play a very important part yes so all of you get together and start your own organization she mm-hmm. said the family need to be empowered mm-hmm. that That's is one doctor line. i heard yeah and yeah. one doctor i heard you know yeah. who said families need to be empowered mm-hmm. they should participate in the treatment and you know all that she started saying mm. so we absolutely we handful of us started asha actually that time awesome so yeah. families need to be empowered such a such an important and powerful line which It i is. think even after 30 years we do not understand and are aware about this that you know family support is so important it is important it family to- needs to uh, they need to be empowered they yes. should participate in the treatment mm. and also doctors should understand because they know actually that mm. the families are very important without their support the treat, you cannot treat the patient you can't absolutely but tell me ratna you uh, were handling your marriage you were handling your kids you were also handling your brother what kept you so strong <laughs> how did you empower <laughs> yourself uh, for me it was do or die situation mm. what else mm. i could do mm. no, but then i separated from my husband mm. i separated oh, mm. yeah yeah of course mm. i couldn't continue like that mm-hmm. i mean uh, so that that brought brought lot of uh, peace to me mm-hmm. i went alone uh, with my kids tanya tan and before me tanya said i am going to be with my i've called my parents my parents you know they were in terrible state mm-hmm. my father was a retired man he had mm-hmm. no I mean, he had income just enough for himself and my mother. Mm-hmm. It was not enough to take care of my brother and his sickness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so we we I took a small flat here mm-hmm. on rent, mm-hmm. and they were here. And then Tanya said, "I'm going and staying with them." So, even mm-hmm. though I used to tell her, "You wait, you wait," she wouldn't listen to me. She went and stayed there. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was getting affected because of the squabbles at home, you know. Yes. Yes. So, so tell me something, Ratna. Mm. Medication after thirty years. Mm. Uh, 
what is Sushil's uh, uh, position right now? He's, of course, working, but how have the medications worked? How much has he recovered? Does he still talk to himself? Does he still have hallucinations? Yeah. Let me tell you one thing very mm. clearly that, mm. like we say, you know, the early mm. detection and early, uh, uh, you know, medical intervention is very, very important because, mm. you know, for my brother, the 12 years, the 12 years, you know, really did the harm, mm. lot of damage to him. Mm-hmm. He's not his uh, his original self right now. Mm-hmm. What he was, you know, before he fell sick, mm-hmm. to what he is today. He mm-hmm. manages, you know, well, mm-hmm. like he's very functional. He does all the work. He takes his own medication, quite mm-hmm. involved in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we talk, he's very much involved in that. But mm-hmm. this going, this uh, uh, internal stimulus has still not gone. He responds. Still mm-hmm. he responds. Still he mm-hmm. talks to himself. But mm-hmm. not to that extent. It's mm-hmm. not like before. Mm-hmm. That time that became so pronounced, you know, that he used to laugh loud himself. That, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That all has gone. Mm-hmm. And once, you know, one of the delegation from uh, Sydney had come to India. They were doctors. Mm-hmm. They, they came to see Asha and all that. You know, so I they, and they wanted to see family groups. They mm-hmm. were very, uh, you know, wanted to meet the caregivers and all that. So. I took them around and then I brought them to my house and they met my brother. And I told them, look, why he even now, in spite of medicine, because medicines he takes very less. Hmm. He's on uh, 2 2 mg of uh, this uh, uh, Shizodon. He's on Shizodon. Mm-hmm. That's all he takes, nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, so I said, you know, they said, you know, we can in- increase the medicine. But he'll become like a zombie. Yes. They say the 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 voices which are talking to him are very friendly voices. Okay. And because of that, he is very cheerful. He is in good mood. Mm-hmm. And that is true. He never gets angry. First of all, mm-hmm. he's very cheerful. He's very talkative. You know, when mm-hmm. you, when you talk to him, he responds. Everything is normal, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this is little bit thing is there that he sometimes talks to himself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, is he comfortable uh, taking medications? Because people, you know, who no, are no, he's very, com- very comfortable. He's mm-hmm. very comfortable. Does he understand his illness? Does he understand his he illness? Understands. Mm-hmm. He understands. You know, I have taken him to uh, when I took him to Scarf, where all kinds of patients are there. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not some of them are quite ill. Yeah, violent at times. Yes, he was quite quite. And and this is despite all the kind of medication, they are still violent. Is it that? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They are some of them. Mm -hmm. Despite all the medication. Despite sometimes you know were chronically mm-hmm. ill, and mm-hmm. then they are given ECTs and all that. That's yes. a, uh, and mm-hmm. some people some become resistance to the medication. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The did you ever did you ever question Ratna that where you know are these voices coming from? Did did the doctors explain that and why do these voices happen? This is uh, uh, some imbalance in chemical imbalance in the brain, mm-hmm. and because of that. Now, mm. actually, these are now the voices are imaginary. Mm. They are uh, abstract, you can say. You see what happens. My brother, mm. you know, you won't believe it. Mm-hmm. He hears voices of his mm. friends who are in Allahabad. He tells mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Abhi Vasu se baat hui thi. 
Mm-hmm. Basu, Basu. He had mm-hmm. a friend called Basu. Yes. Okay. I just spoke to him. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "Why have you left that job?" He was in in Freda's Lloyd, you know. First, he worked mm-hmm. there for for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. he says he asked me, "Why have you left?" Now that mm-hmm. Basu has gone some thirty forty years back, mm-hmm. but he still talks to them. Mm-hmm. He, he still just, talks to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's with those friends of his. He talks to them. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens? You know, some some of their service users are very hostile, angry. The reason is the voices they hear are bad voices. You know, they tell them, "I will do this to you. I yes. harm you. I yes. kill yes. you." Yes. So they get they respond and get very angry. Yes. And Tanya, Tanya, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you interact with your uncle now? Um, um, how's your relationship with him? We uh, <laughs> we our relationship has not changed at all. Mm. I mean, from uh, what it was earlier to now, I think mm. in between we were not communicating that much. But over mm-hmm. the last few years, I've tried to include him in all conversations at home, mm-hmm. what happened at home, and mm-hmm. then he questions me about you know where I'm going, what time mm-hmm. am I coming back, mm-hmm. like or if I'm talking about some friend of mine, and then mm-hmm. he will say who is that friend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happens is you know like when we are. um all of us are at home mm-hmm. and he is also with us mm-hmm. but sometimes we talk to each other mm-hmm. and we sort of you know we're not talking to him mm-hmm. you know we're mm-hmm. talking to each other we're not talking to him but he's there yeah. and then suddenly he will interject and he'll ask a question and then we'll be like oh yeah yeah and then we'll try to explain the whole thing to him mm-hmm. and has you know has uh, this event if i may call it affected your life in any way in terms of personally or professionally um i think the only way i i won't say it's affected my mm. life but it mm. sort of transformed my life mm. in the yeah. in a way that mm. you know um i also want to do something in mental health yes. i want to work in mental health yeah. and many times like lot of people um, you know when i go and talk uh, speak outside and they say i'm a caregiver or you yes. know i'm this and then, and then i say no i'm actually i'm not a direct caregiver mm. i have an uncle who has an illness but i'm not a direct caregiver but still i feel responsible and i want to work in mental health and i feel that's a sort of um direction my life is taking absolutely and do, do your friends and relatives understand this they do i mean we mm. talk about it so much mm-hmm. and definitely to my friends yes mm. uh, we talk about it so much about mental health and mm-hmm. then if 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 at all something comes up mm-hmm. then i'm always ready to explain what what is or you know what schizophrenia is or those sort of things so yes we are talking about it all the time this is not a taboo subject at all not that's, at all that that's brilliant ratna formation yeah. of asha as a rehabilitation through employment i think yeah. that's such a brilliant concept you know empowering yes. them through jobs yeah. tell me more about this where did the yeah. idea come from and how that are you guys doing came, about it yeah yeah that idea came when we took over uh, the, you know dr menan she called me one day mm-hmm. and she said that there is a home here which was run by one institute which is closing down mm-hmm. and you have to take over that so i told mm-hmm. doctor that i'm not i mean i'm very busy in my work it may not be possible she won't listen she said no no you have to do it so we took over that 
that uh, place mm-hmm. with 18 service users they were there we took over that and there you know i saw the condition they were all sitting you know there making agarbattis and this and that and they mm-hmm. were so highly educated boys some of them msc bsc gold medalist ma ba like that you know and they used to tell me we are not interested in doing this i also felt you know if mm-hmm. i am supposed if i am asked to do agarbattis every day morning evening i'll get yeah. fed up actually yes and so i said okay so what do you want to do they said no we want to work on computer wow so i was thinking computer how is it possible and mm. as you know that you know funds are always a problem hmm then yes. you know we uh, uh, we had uh, we 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 had written a project to finland mm-hmm. where abilis Ab- foundation yes abilis mm-hmm. foundation mm-hmm. who fund for uh, disabled disabled people mm-hmm. uh, for jobs for work sure. Sure. So they immediately sent us two thousand euros. Wow. And with that, yeah. So I thought, what to do with this? So mm-hmm. they, in the condition that we should start this within six months. So we thought of starting a shop. I was very scared, but anyway, I felt you know because see, I saw my brother working very well in in my company, and mm-hmm. with that, I had taken another two three people, mm-hmm. and so we had about three four uh, patients who were doing excellent work, better mm-hmm. than my brother, of course. Mm-hmm. So I said, if they can work there, why can't they work here? Mm-hmm. So so, we, men- so mentally ill people can come back, function, and stand on their feet no matter what. they can stand on their feet mm. but they need support okay that support what i mean to say is support is love and care mm-hmm. medication alone will not help right this is my uh, my message really i want to tell you sure even if they can live if you reduce their medicine it is fine but if mm-hmm. you if you are hostile with them mm-hmm. you know it's the mind is always in equilibrium you know which is dynamic yeah. and yes. a little bit uh, push can really if you call them hey you idiot come here and all that Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is why sometimes in the home you know mm-hmm. we we used to ask many times many of the caregivers they ask the psychiatrist you know why in spite of the medication in the yes. home residential yes. home yes again they have relapse yes so what is why that? is that why is that yeah why is that the answer yeah. is this mm. when they are at home in the home residential mm. facilities mm. they get better they get well and when mm. they get well they want to go back to their families yeah and families don't want them mm-hmm. and again this used because we used to see in asha you know yeah they get well they become very good they functional yeah. everything is fine yeah and the moment they say then they want to see their people and people don't have time to see them mm-hmm. they want visit them you know yeah. so with that yeah. what happens again the same cycle starts again this gradually starts regressing and then end up in having a massive relapse mm-hmm. so mm. uh ratna i want to come to the point of your brother being he's highly educated um, yes he's educated he has done his engineering yeah. and uh, the society does not know the difference between madness and mental illness and i know of lot of people who are highly educated and suffer uh-huh. from various mental illnesses that's right would you like to elaborate on the difference between a madness and mental illness <laughs> mad any anybody even has a 
anxiety disorder or this thing <laughs> yeah. and goes to goes to see a psychiatrist will be labeled as mad yeah the culture of a society yeah, yeah. so th- there is uh, people who are who understand who are who know they know the difference between i i think this word madness should be removed from the dictionary it mm. is such an ugly word actually yes madness and bevkuf uh, yeah. idiot yeah. you know these kind of words are very very damaging to yes. a person who is suffering yeah i'm telling you you know if if, if i hate it when hey pagal idhar Mm. these kind of words are used to them you know it is terrible mm-hmm. so these are the people people like us you know in our house and even if in the in my office and the company these words are taboo they are not to be used at all absolutely how can the government enable uh, you know a mentally ill person to come back stand on their feet and be financially independent government it's a big laugh government <laughs> yes i don't think i i am not dependent on government and i mm-hmm. feel they, though it's their duty mm-hmm. uh, to do something uh, about mental and now of course little bit uh, the this law has been the new law has come you know yes mental uh, care act mental yeah. health care act it is yes. uh, little different than uh, uh, 87 mh 87 no yes it's, it's much more uh, reformed and good mm. but even then even in if you see i had heard the two in uh, rajya sabha and lok sabha mm. the the this things before it was passed lot of uh, arguments and counter arguments had happened mm-hmm. only few few ministers only could speak well mm-hmm. uh, about what is mental illness and they spoke as if they have gone through that mm-hmm. as somebody mm-hmm. in their family mm-hmm. the awareness even in public uh, in um, government is also very very poor very mm-hmm. poor mm-hmm. and all they can do is you know like for polio they had started a campaign you know is something mm-hmm. like that if happens you know government mm-hmm. starts a campaign mm-hmm. uh, about polio reduction like eradication like they did something like that if they do it mm-hmm. really you know like it it it's a sickness like any other sickness and it can be treated mm-hmm. you know hiv cancer how everything was done why can't mental illness be be taken as that mm-hmm. absolutely with the celebrity of course you <laughs> lamita bachan he was he did for uh, polio eradication he did isn't it for yeah. hiv so it, it they glamorize the whole thing mm-hmm. you you gone. they glamorize the whole thing correct and you did a show with uh, amir it was satyamev yes. jayate it was a lovely show yeah uh. did anything anything was there any contact later on oh my know, god till today i get contacts till today mm-hmm. don't believe it it was it was taken very well and everybody says what can i do how to start a shop and mm-hmm. and everybody wants to send them to chennai i said see first of all language is a very big problem they will be uncomfortable mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. anyway some people came stayed here for some time and mm-hmm. went back mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but i think uh, in, in the problem is everywhere is the same Mm-hmm. the families go through the same problem what i went through mm. it's it's rarely you know that uh, you know what happens is the when the parents are so long parents are alive mm-hmm. they take care of their children you know who are ill 
who is yeah. sick yeah once they become old and dependent mm-hmm. you know yeah. so the, the other siblings will not do they take care of them they they want them to be put in the home or some facility everybody mm-hmm. was asking me for a facility whether we can you know uh, admit them there but i think how many how many facilities like this you can have mm-hmm. they have to stay at home mm-hmm. with the family then only yes. they'll get well yes anything you would like to add tanya ratna any any words any pointers you would like to add tanya? i think i would i would i would only just uh, talk about um, employment hmm. and because that's the area that i have been working at uh, for the last so many years and yes. um, i feel that there, there is a huge scope for employment um, of service users which is uh, through the government or the private sector mm-hmm. um that uh, the private sector can definitely take up uh, providing employment to individuals who having who have mental illness mm-hmm. uh, we started in a very small way i mean we started shops and uh, you know like we have service users we have 21 service users working in these shops mm. and um, the whole idea is to showcase the fact that they can come and they can work because there yeah. is this myth that individuals who are having this illness cannot mm-hmm. sustain at work mm-hmm. and they leave uh, leave the job and they can't work and those sort of things and we have found that that's not true at all yeah. we've been running atmanirbhar uh, these shops for the last 5 years and we have mm. individuals who have been working with us from the last 5 years mm. so this myth that you know they, they can't want work, to leave huh? yeah awesome that should be demolished and you know the government and the private sector should come forward and provide jobs they can see our model actually this what we do is we show yeah. them, we showcase the mod- that's our model we sh- we tell them see that mm. there are many companies you know who are who they they've started buying from our shops because to sustain mm. the shop is very important mm. the markups Absolutely. are very very low you know Absolutely. so yeah so they they buy from us uh, mm. and they appreciate that people mm. appreciate that and the, now the shops are in community mm. so th- mm. they are main it's it's like mainstreaming them you know they go up and down mm. uh, because how how long can you put them in the home residential facilities and lock them absolutely absolutely so i think uh, if you want to and whenever wherever i went you know people used mm. to talk about and on every platform mm. this is mm. this is the topic we have to Uh, put them uh, in the society we have to mainstream them but nobody has an answer how mm. and this is the answer if you want to mainstream them please put them in a job community push them in the community its Absolutely. community has to accept them you know in asha we feel very happy when the all people who surrounded you know they start coming to our home and participate and they it's it's very nice because community started playing the, uh, the participating there that's brilliant transformation will happen only when we push them into community absolutely and also give them employment yeah thank you so much uh, ratna chibar <laughs> and tanya thank you so much for your time thank and you sujeta yeah making people with mental illness self dependent what a great idea what a great concept in case you wish to connect to ratna and tanya you can write to them on their website atmanirbhar.com and the ashafamily.org i'm your host sujeta signing off uh, thank Thank you for tuning in and if you like this podcast do comment do rate us on apple podcast and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app which is apple google hubhopper
podcast box spotify geo savan so that you get notified when we come next i'll catch you guys next week with another episode of the essential